All right. Well, back for another Jelts. I haven't done one in a while, so we figured we'd kind of do some Philly sports updates, maybe just some sport, uh, sports updates in general. We just ran through the uh, All-Star game. We're coming through trade uh, season, really, in baseball. It's mentioning Flyers news. Uh, Eagles are going to ramp it up. Uh, maybe touch on the Sixers a little bit since they're kind of yeah. off-season stuff and maybe a little bit of James Harden rumors there. Um, I don't know. Anyhow, yeah. I don't know. What do you What do you want to start with? Um, let's start with Let's start with the Flyers because let's start with something happened for once, right? So, I mean, the, okay. The, so, the first story we're going to talk about with the Flyers is not exactly happy, uh, but it, it's it's going to lead into some happiness with the Flyers, um, at least on my part, um, and some hope for once, which. We haven't had in Flyer Land for a while, um, but so this the other day uh, the Flyers were introducing one of the players uh, Hathaway in his introductory press co- press conference, and some uh, some some social media PR guys and and ladies got caught with a hot mic, and so it's well known at this point the Flyers are not, I mean most likely not going to be a good team this year. They're not in a win now mode. They are in see what we have, plot a course going forward, figure out where the ship is headed and what we need to add to make it a viable championship caliber team. Um, new front office staff, new, basically, aside from the ownership, it's it's every and the coaching staff, everything has changed. They're shipping out players for pennies on the dollar. They're retaining salary. They're, you know, we're going to see what these young kids can do that they have and see if they're potential building blocks or see if they're just players that will need to be replaced via draft or, or development or whatever. Um, so anyway, they're, they're introducing uh, Hathaway and this reporter goes, so knowing, and I'm, I'm paraphrasing here, but knowing the Flyers current situation and, and that they're basically a rebuilding right now, uh, how did that affect your decision, and, and why did you decide to come to the Flyers? And you hear over the microphone, as he's starting to talk, somebody very clearly go, she, why did she keep asking that fucking question? And I'm not adding the curse word. That is what the person said. And then you hear another voice go, well, yeah, the Flyers suck. Why would you want to sign with them? <laughs> <laughs> so these are people who work for the Flyers, who are mocking a reporter and you know and so Keith Jones had to come out and and make a statement and and apologize on behalf of of the team and the organization and um yeah so that's that was the news that that broke the most recent news um Tom, you got any thoughts on that? <laughs> yeah, I mean, look, people tend to say things that they probably shouldn't all the time anyway, and it just happened to be caught on a live mic. And uh, you got to eat crow on that one. Yeah. I mean, everyone heard it. Uh, oh, well, I mean, that's just what it is. I mean, <laughs> I, I mean, seriously, I mean, what else can you possibly do? You got caught saying it. Right, right. Um, now, the... Uh, the kicker is on the second part, though. Yeah, they fly or suck. I mean, it's not exactly like they're wrong. <laughs> no, no, they're not wrong. And that's the thing. Like, 
Well, no, I mean, she was the 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 other person was being sarcastic, like saying that they're like kind of acting like they were the reporter and basically saying, right, oh, right, right, right. Fuck, "Why would you go to the Flyers?" And I mean, realistically, that's what we're looking at. We're looking at probably a definitely a lottery team next year. Um, I would say probably one of the five worst teams in the league, uh, depending. I mean, hey, listen, stranger things have happened. 93 Phillies, for instance. Right, um, right. So they could catch lightning in a bottle. It, it's a young team. They're going to be hungry. They know that everybody thinks they suck. So maybe that provides the extra fire. And it's not like they're a team completely bereft of talent. They've got one of the upper tier, I won't say, I'd say probably top half of the league in goalies, right? Mm -hmm. They've got um, some good young players sprinkled throughout the lineup. And depending upon what happens with injuries and and, and recovery and what they end up doing before the, the start of the season, they could have a guy like Cam Atkinson. They could have a guy like Sean Couturier back in the lineup. There's players on this team that have proven track records. If they don't trade TK, if they keep, you know, there's other players they can keep that it's like, okay, all right, they keep Scotty Lawton. You know, there's players. There's players on this team that can absolutely play the game and that can show, uh, can kind of like stun the league. Oh, and yeah. Terry. Who they the, got uh, to trade with uh, with the Panthers for, for Claude Giroux. And the quick glance at the uh, overall standings from this past season, there were six teams that were worse points-wise overall. Uh, they were actually within striking distance of, if you just kind of look at it overall, not by division necessarily, of a couple of other teams that were not too far ahead of them points-wise. Look, we're still talking bottom third, right? But it's better than being dead last and – you do have that potential to potentially thrust yourself maybe somewhere middle of the pack. I don't know that it gets any better than that. Um, it could. 31 wins might turn into 35 to 40. Right. Um, that that might be where you're headed with it. I don't know. But I think, I think what you said with uh, let's see what you have and kind of go from there is probably all they can do. Yeah. Um, and here's the thing. I, you know, last year – I was angry at the, at the organization. I was disgusted by what I was seeing on the ice. I wasn't happy with the state of the team. It was just not fun to watch the Flyers last year. And I hate saying that because I love watching hockey games. I get so stoked for, for hockey season. But this year, knowing last year not knowing what we were headed for, seeing Chuck Fletcher still in charge, seeing just the absolute boneheaded fucking shit that he was pulling knowing his track record and how he has just decimated the roster made stupid boneheaded moves the whole time he was in charge the the signings that he made the trades that he made giving people away for nothing when they would it would have made more sense to just keep them right up like that the draft picks between him and hextall before him just watching the shit show that went on in in it was disgusting. Now, even if we're bad, I know the course that we're headed down. I know what the purpose, we have a purpose again. So that makes me excited to watch it. And I have zero expectations. I know they're, 
I know going into the season, this is probably not going to be the year that we break the fucking Stanley Cup drought in Philadelphia. And I know it's not going to be for another five to ten years till we're talking about a legit contender. And I'm hoping closer to five than ten. If right. Ten years, something went wrong, and we've had to kind of do a soft reset somewhere. But within five years, there's no reason why this team, if the leadership is what they look like so far, and if their ownership is willing to stick to the plan that this new leadership has put in place, there's no reason that in five years we're not talking an exciting young team that is contending for the playoffs and for the Stanley Cup. It should. That's how it should play out. And so it's exciting to me to know that that's what's coming down the pike, and I want to see the building start now. And I'm excited to see the building start now, laying that foundation. Yeah, no, I think it's uh, interesting to kind of see how it shakes out. Um, I, I obviously hope it goes in the uh, the positive direction. Um, you know, up from up from the 31 wins last year, um, and just you know, let's 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 just have some growth, and yeah. uh, that's it. Um, I want to touch on the Sixers real quick, just on the sheer fact that there has been some uh, James Harden rumors. I know we don't talk a whole lot of basketball here, but uh, he apparently still wants out. Um, Bye. Yeah, he, he wants to go to the Clippers, and this this the whole thing to me is starting to reek again of the. Um, I'm not I'm not putting him in the same category as Ben Simmons, but now it's like drag feet, drag feet, drag feet. Uh, he probably could have had a trade done. This guy's fixing looks like he's locked in at 35 mil plus for the season. Um, you know, I, he's apparently not happy with all this is shaking out. I'm not yeah. fucking happy either. Get the fuck out of Philly. Yeah, it's it's just not. I don't know. I, it's one of those things that like I really haven't been paying a whole lot of attention to. Saw his name come back up, and honestly thought to myself, how in the world is he still in Sixers uniform? Well, here's what pisses me off. All right, I get on one hand, okay, you're you're at least getting the Sixers something in return by opting in and then saying, hey, trade me, please. You could have opted out and then you could, you know, and then gone wherever you wanted for nothing. Or, or, or you know, for, it would have gotten the Sixers nothing. So on one hand, I appreciate the fact that you were at least willing to sign a deal with the intent of being traded. It's not the Sixers' fault that your trade value sucks. Mm -hmm. It's your play. You signed the contract so that the Sixers could make a deal. So now you, who signed that contract, need to deal with whatever the fuck it takes to get you out of town and, it, and, and for something. Because you're getting paid. You are getting paid. You are a commodity. And at this point, you need to be patient. Chill the fuck out. You probably shouldn't be demanding to be traded to a certain team. And you know what? You, you really you didn't do shit for Philly while you were here. So shut the fuck up and just go where you end up getting traded and just wait it out, dude. You need to just relax. Um, all right, enough on them. Uh, wow, and that's <laughs> I, I haven't gotten that fired up over the Sixers in a while. Yeah, and I, I you know I don't really have anything else to say. I don't really his his name was the only one that really popped up, so didn't really do any diligence or research on anything else that they're doing, which 
I don't think as much right now, honestly. So now they haven't made any real splashy moves. They brought in Pat Bev. Um, they brought in uh, Mo Bamba. They they've brought in some pieces, but nothing that's like, you know, nothing that's that's essentially making it a big two again with yeah with, uh, Embiid and insert name here. Um, you had that with Harden, but Harden never lived up to that. So, and Embiid, honestly, I, dude, I love Embiid, but the way he behaved after after they got knocked out of the playoffs with the whole, well, James and I can't win it on our own, motherfucker. I know you were, I know you were hurt. I know you were, and it seems like every playoffs you're hurt, but at the same time, like you didn't do a whole hell of a lot to help them win. You can't really be calling out your team. And no. You shouldn't be as the leader saying, oh, well, I'm the only one doing shit. Me and James Harden are the only ones doing shit. That yeah. ain't being a leader. No, at all. But Not that doesn't all. seem like that's what this team is about, really. Which makes me sad because I really – Dude, I Embiid was the perfect Philly athlete if he just was able to get past that immaturity. Yeah. You know? He yeah. talks shit on people constantly. He's just a big, dominant basketball player. And his attitude matches Philly's energy perfectly. But then he's got to go and be a baby. And I just can't – I can't look past that. Yeah, no. You're not wrong. Not wrong. Um, there's some baseball things I want to talk about. Uh, uh, something that we uh, have not chatted about anyway. The Phillies – um well the whole league uh the draft just uh, occurred here um last uh within the last few days um phillies had not really they didn't have a second round pick the only uh in the first they had two picks in the top 100 they had picked 27 and picked 98 um and and really beyond that it gets to be a real crapshoot as to whoever's picked because there's so many people that are picked um but they picked aiden miller who, who seems to be an intriguing Takes a shortstop, um, uh, right out of high school. Um, so really curious to see that one. I, I would think that he's drafted more because shortstops tend to be like, you know, at least positionally, they're not necessarily locked into that. Um, right. They're, they're one of the best athletes on the field. And they right. Kind exactly. Of in wherever you need them. Play anywhere and 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 what have you. Uh, but yeah, otherwise, you know, within the first. Um, few picks they picked up a couple of outfielders uh Devin Saltibon and Tayshawn Walton respectively in rounds three and four um then they go for a couple pitchers and then it's just a, a kind of a, a mishmash uh there um they uh then make an interesting pick though I don't know if you're familiar with this uh Kedden Hediger I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right uh he was a catcher um I don't know if that does that name ring a bell to you? No. Okay, so this uh Ken and Hediger, they drafted him all the way down in round eleven at 343. Um he's a switch hitting uh catcher, uh power from the left side. Um I don't know that he'll be signed. It looks like he's committed to go to Oregon. Um but the guy apparently is just like raw tools. Um, like he just seems like he's one of those that could probably develop, even though he's drafted that low. 
my 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 take is if they decide to throw a lot of money on him, they might uh, be able to retain him from going to college. But I have a feeling that this guy goes to college, he's going to be jumped up quite significantly, you know, uh, as he progresses and uh, develops. If that's the case, seems to be a very interesting one for for anyone that was lower anyway, because uh, every, everyone else was just like outfielders or pitchers, pretty much. Right. That they picked up. This and, guy and seems like a raw talent catcher, catcher, basically. And, and I'm going to say this too. Like, I'm kind of after after reading up on um, Aiden Miller a little bit. I'm excited to see him and see how things progress for him, knowing his background. And and did you read? Did you read anything about him? A little bit, a little bit. So he grew up and lived near. Um, near the spring training facility in Clearwater and was consistently going to uh, spring training and everything. And, and so he kind of almost in a way grew up in the culture of the team. Mm-hmm. And so it's, it's super interesting. Like I, I'll be very interested to see how that plays out. Um, and, and especially knowing that, you know, he fo- he's followed the team since he was a kid. So it's almost like a hometown player without, growing up in the area, but still being exposed to everything, you know? Right, right. There's a large contingent of, you know, Delaware Valley transplants in the Clearwater area because of spring training. So it'll be very interesting to see how he develops. And I'm rooting for him. I mean, I'm rooting for all of them, you know, obviously. I want them all to turn out to be great draft picks, great players, and and have amazing careers. Um, But – Especially him, I'm taking a special interest in him. So, yeah, yeah, no, and I heard, I heard, I think I heard that he's an Eagles fan as well. So, um, oddly enough, I don't know if that's true, but, uh, but yeah, no, so, uh, yeah, been a pretty much been a, a, a world class hitter, uh, through his entire high school career. So, it'd be interesting to see what happens with him as development. I can't think that he would sniff the majors until. 27 ish, maybe uh, being as young as he is. I just don't see it. I don't think he'll stay at shortstop either. <laughs> personally. Yeah. Um, you know, but, the, but it's interesting, you know, he, he is obviously the, you know, he was their, their first round pick. So he's got the most intrigue, um, you know, and, and conversely, the Phillies have had some really interesting things happen with their draft picks lately. Um, you know, and, and look at how I don't know if you've paid attention to what uh, Mickey Moniak's doing out in Los Angeles. Have you seen his numbers? No. It, it last time I saw wasn't good, but how is he doing now? Okay, so Mickey Moniak this year. Now, Grant, he's only had 130 at bats, I believe, because he was coming off injury, but he's hitting <clears throat> 308 with 10 homers, 28 RBIs. No kidding. Oh yeah, he's tearing it up. Um, so that that's that is going to be very interesting because you know the Phillies got Brandon Marsh from the Angels and the O'Hop deal, so basically made Moniac, you know, kind of um, like I, basically it was like the way that ended up working out was a change of scenery because right. they dealt Moniac to get Syndergaard, and uh, which ended up being a rental. Um, I I could certainly argue the point that Marsh is a much better fit for the team and uh, in center. 
Um, but it, man, that's just one of those cases where it's like the Phillies saw it and the kid didn't work out in Philly. There was a little bit of a history of injury there. And uh, wow, he's, he's really turning up. Um, so, you, you know, think about that, you know, realistically in your lineup with a kid that's got 140 at-bats, 10 homers, and uh, Mike Trout gets healthy again, and if Otani sticks around, you know. It could get interesting out there. In, in And that's the other thing, too, is, uh, you know, now it's like, well, do, we, do they dish Otani now to get a haul because he may not resign? Yeah. You know. And, dude, can you? I, I, it's a pipe dream. It's never going to happen. God, could you imagine Otani in Philly? Even as a rental, they would have to dump like the entire top 10 prospects, basically. And I don't know that's enough. <laughs> I, I don't know, man. I, I, I secretly hope they don't trade him. He gets pissed. And then he signs with us as a free agent because I feel like any any team that trades him that trades for him is going to have obviously the inside track on signing him. Oh right? yeah. So unless he does a deal where he's like, all right, let's replenish the does like a handshake deal with the Angels and like, all right, trade me, replenish the the system, get whatever parts you can, and then I'll sign with you in the off season, you know, and. Maybe that's something that happens. I, I don't know. That I, I just dude, I would love to see him. And and granted, look, Trout is is definitely on the downslope in his career. Doesn't mean I don't want to see him in Philly any less. Yeah, and it, and here's what sucks. You have look at the, the people that they have that they have signed too. And it, this this goes back for years too. They have historically now sign these top flight players um, or somehow manage to acquire them um, and it just not work out. Um, I mean, look at the deal they made and what uh, they, they get uh, Jared Weaver and pool holes and, you know, and, and you have trout and you have, they sign Anthony Rendon and you're basically talking about players at their time at that given times, like the best player at that position, right. and they're still not winning. Like that tells me that there's something wrong with the culture there, and it's yeah. just not, and not. I'm not saying that like it's anyone, anyone on the team's fault. I mean, there has been a history of injuries, um, but you basically have Babe Ruth on your team, and you're still one game under 500. Right. <laughs> like it just yeah, doesn't it, make it any makes sense. No sense. It makes zero sense, and and that's why I, I really can't see. I mean, maybe Otani would stick around, but I get the feeling that he's getting tired of losing. Um, realistically, where do you think he ends up? I'm just curious. Yeah, I like the answer. I don't like the answer. What you think he ends up as a Met? Either a Met or a Yankee. Yeah, I, I mean, Yankees the, make the, the most sense. Talks. Yeah, well, yeah, and that's possible. Um, I always thought, you know, if old and I've said this actually to Danielle the other day. So if old man Steinbrenner was still alive, he would have been a Yankee two years ago. Oh yeah. Um, and he'd be by far the richest person on the planet. <laughs> but, Let me ask you this. So with Juan Soto flying back with John Middleton on that on that plane, on the Phillies plane, mm-hmm. um the Phillies signed Juan Soto this offseason. No tampering going on there at all. No, uh, no, 
what does that do to your lineup? What is that? What flexibility does that allow you to go out and make a deal for Otani? Yeah, I mean it could. You'd have to start with if you're if you're doing that now because they're the only thing that would make sense. I don't know. Like that's the tough part because look, they haven't really done much with um, Aaron Nolan right in terms of of contract talks. Mm-hmm. Right, he's he's kind of at the end of the end of the rope there. He's your ace. Um, you need to replace him. For one, if he if he doesn't resign, or they they find no way to resign him, and to throw another bat in there, just you know, obviously Schwarber's not going anywhere. There's not no one that's going to take the contract right now. Um, Nick is positioned and right. There's no one that's going to take you know him right now. And and quite honestly, I think they've got a nice mixture with uh, Marsh and Pache and as as your center field and fourth outfielder respectively. Right. I think that works. Um, Harper, I don't think, is going back to the outfield. I, I, I firmly believe he'll be at first base, as as has been said after the All-Star break, and I think that's where he'll be from now on. He'll be doing times between first and DH. If he sticks at first base, your realistic option is to put Schwarber at DH, so it would open up an outfield position. I know Otani's been DHing a lot more these days, but he's an outfielder. Right. You could do something in that regard if they don't have a Juan Soto. I, I, I do honestly firmly believe, though, that that's what tends me to think that they would end up with a Soto more than an Otani. Um, is that, you know, I don't know. I don't know that they have the resources at this point. I see here, and here's where I. I see Juan or Juan Soto. I see John Middleton jumping out of the closet like Charlie Day. Wild card, bitches! Yeah. <laughs> and just you know what? Fuck it. Let's go, Otani. Come on, let's go. Yeah, that'd be nice. Um, and and Soto, let's go. I dude, I could see him losing his fucking mind if we don't if we don't at least make it to the world series again i could see john milton losing his fucking mind and being like i'm signing everybody yeah and they did what just add another what billionaire partner yeah to their ownership group so i mean who knows so there we go that's if, i i if i if i were thinking anything and if, the, if there's any you know smoke to the uh, soto thing i honestly think that 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 fit works um, of course, hinged upon like your pitching. You know, is Nola going to be around next year? Is I can't see Nola back next year. You know, and, and maybe uh, that's just my own personal bias because I don't like him. Um, I, I just i I hate the inconsistency. I don't think you can have an ace that's that inconsistent. Wheeler to me is the ace of this staff. And how old is Wheeler? He's in his thirties. Yeah, he's uh, he is thirty-three. Just turned thirty-three. All right, so thirty-three-year-old is your staff ace, which in I mean, it's not terribly old anymore for starting pitcher, but it's not. He's not a spring chicken. No. So you've got to replace Noel with somebody. You don't have many internal options at this point. 
with the way that um oh, oh what the hell is his name um why can't i remember the painter with that oh, yeah. with painter, yeah. the way yep. how fragile he's been you don't know what's going to happen with him man As a matter of fact if i can find somebody that values painter at this point i'm trading him oh yeah if i can yep. if i can bring back a good haul painter's gone yep because i don't know what's going to happen with his arm I think any conversation with any main major star, anyway, if it's a trade, he's got to be in the top of that conversation anyway. Because, uh, you know, if I'm going to hold on to a pitcher, it's probably going to be Mick Abel, and right. unfortunately, even him, he's only going to slot in the middle. Right. To me, I don't know that he'll ever be a top. And that's the problem right now. Like Nola, historically, has always been a decent pitcher, but even coming up out of, um, you know, the draft, and he was, you know, he was a a pretty close to major league ready pitcher, even at that point, uh, coming out of college. Um, he was never supposed to be an ace, right? He, he was always supposed to be a two or a three. That was what was said about him, and that's exactly what he showed himself to be. Yeah, you know, he's a two or three that he's on top of the rotation, and that's that's a problem. Um, right. you know, you, you're getting good pitching, you're getting good pitching from him right now, anyway, from him and Wheeler and Taiwan. They've all been yeah, great. Really um they've been but yeah they stumbled out of the blocks um first part of the season uh which is part of the reason why they're only what six seven games above 500 um so can they consistently hold that together right now i don't know i doubt it um so i don't know it'll be interesting to see what happens i, I definitely know that they'll have to target somebody uh, another another bat another pitcher they do need they do they definitely need someone else in the rotation because Regardless whether Nola comes back or not next year, and I know a lot of teams are struggling with it. the The fifth starter is just they're 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 scraping. You know they've they've tried different things all year long. Uh, Strom and Christopher Sanchez and just you know, dude, I'm telling you right now, we get the opportunity to bring back a, a, a an Otani level. I'm trading Painter, I'm trading Crawford, I'm trading Nola, and I'm trading Jalen Ortiz. Uh, yeah, then they'll probably want more. <laughs> I do give them. I would say everybody in the system except for Mick Abel. Yeah, Abel. <laughs> yeah but, they have to at least retain him, and I only say that thinking that Nola might not come back. Yeah, um, and and, a, and I'm I'm throwing Nola in in the trade. If they'll take him, I'm absolutely throwing Nola in that trade. Yeah, I don't know what in the world's going to end up happening and all that, but I don't know. It's inter it's interesting to interesting to look at. Um, but yeah, the second half of the season will be fun. Uh, we just finished up the All Star break. Uh, Phillies kind of showed up good in that. The National League won for the first time in over a decade. Uh, Kimbrel locked it down, of course, yeah. in true Philly fashion. You know, made it a little interesting. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, no, he did good. Nick was one for two with a uh, run scored. Actually, ended up tying the or scoring the tying run off the home run from the uh, the guy for the Rockies uh, that ended up winning the MVP. Um, uh, Elias Diaz, Is that his name? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, and uh, uh, Philly Rob gets his first his uh, All Star win and his first appearance as as the All Star manager. Yeah, yeah, it was. Uh, it's pretty cool. Pretty cool. Um, all right. Uh, let's finish up with some Eagles since we're 
ramping into July here. We're going to be, you know, hitting it pretty hard soon here in the next uh, couple of months here, football time. God, I can't uh, wait. Got any uh, Eagles news, rumors, notes, anything? I just – I know everybody wants new shiny toys on this offense still, and you're still hearing the the odd rumor about Hopkins or, or Elliott or um, – what's his name? Uh, Dalvin Cook. I don't see it, man. I think the offense is set. I really, really would love them to bring in a Dalton Risner or some kind of guard with – with some experience just to compete for that right guard position with Cam Jurgens and um oh fuck Steen. Uh but I, I don't I really don't know that it's gonna happen. I don't see them really making any splash moves. I would again would I love to see more firepower in the offense? Would I love to see more uh more strong defensive players yeah, Buda Baker would look great at the back end of our secondary. You know, um, Patrick Queen would probably be a decent addition to our linebacker core. I don't see it, man. I really don't see it happening. I think we need to get used to the fact that it's the team that we have, barring it now, of course, barring injuries, because that's always the great equalizer and that's always the, the great unknown. But right. Barring injuries, I really feel like we have the best roster in the NFC. Um, I I have a hard time thinking. I, I really the only weak spots that I see looking at this team is right guard because I I feel like Jurgens is going to start at right guard and I don't necessarily think he's big enough. Um, he's a little light for the guard position or the modern guard position. Um, but we'll see. You know, we'll see how things play out. I, I'm obviously not a coach, so um, we'll see what happens there. Linebacker may be a little shaky. You know, some of the defensive depth is is going to be an issue probably. But by and large, I still feel like we've got overall the best roster in the NFC. Oh, I do too. And I and quite honestly, you know, you're you're returning what pretty much every offensive starter outside of uh, Miles Sanders, Sanders returning for. Uh, yeah, uh, Carolina, and, it, and I think you're <laughs> you replaced them with some pretty, <laughs> pretty good running. Yeah, backs. I mean, as as long as the injuries, as long as yeah, the injury bug doesn't yeah. hit them, which that's been Penny's problem and that's been Swift's problem, is that they've they haven't played a full season. Right, um, but you have, now you have now you have both of them, so yeah. you can rotate them a little bit. You don't exactly. have to. Yeah, and you've got Kenny Gainwell, and you've got and Boston, Boston Scott. Scott. Yeah, and yeah. you've got Trey Sermon, depending yeah. upon what happens. Yeah, he's who's yeah. another wild. He's wild card, basically. Right. You know? And you've got – so the only two starters that aren't returning is Isaac Sayamalu at right guard mm-hmm. and, like, like you said, Miles Sanders at running back. Yep, That's pretty damn good. Now, on the defensive side, obviously, you're missing some major pieces. You're, both your safeties are gone from right. last year. Um, you're missing your starting linebacker. You're missing uh, Javon Hargrave up the middle. You're missing – no, both your start – both your – well, two of your three linebackers – have been replaced um you know it's going to be interesting you're returning both your corners which you thought you were going to lose at least one of them you know so that on that side we're at least we kept that together you've added though 
what you've added through the draft and honestly through free agency. We didn't make any big splashy moves on defense in free agency, but the players we got are solid, if not spectacular. Yeah. So I feel like that we'll see a drop. There's going to be a drop off in the immediate, you know, the in the immediate future. There's going to be a drop off as the season goes on. Because you've also you also got to think you've got a new offensive coordinator and a new defensive coordinator, so your players are still learning. Your players are still learning their system. Now the 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 offense should be similar, if not the same. Right. It's obviously not got the same person running it, so the play calling is where you're going to see a difference. But the defense is completely different, so that's where there's going to be probably the biggest amount of growing pains. Um, so we'll see what happens there. But you've got solid players. Nicobe, and honestly, building your core off of the Georgia defense will help mitigate those growing pains because you've got players that know how to play together. Exactly, exactly. And uh, the other thing I did, another move I did like is uh, picking Mariota as a backup. Yeah. Um, I think that's a solid backup that can play, not, not the same, but it can play similarly. He, he, you know, he's, um, you know, always been, uh, noted for being an athletic quarterback, um, and I think he would make a, a difference just in just in case as right. a handcuff. You know, he'll you know uh, he'll fit in better, in, right. in my opinion, uh, to and, that scheme anyway. And honestly, an underrated pickup that they made. There's there's two guys that are underrated that they picked up. One of which being the other quarterback that they got this year, Tanner McKee. Mm-hmm. Who, if we talked about briefly during the during our draft episode, if he would have been drafted with his draft class, he would have been a first or second round pick. They got him in like the sixth or seventh, I think, or maybe he was even undrafted. I, I no, he was. I think he was like a sixth or seventh round pick. And then you've got uh, Ben Van Summeren, who's a linebacker that they signed, who's just an athletic freak. He was an undrafted free agent, mm-hmm. athletic freak. And he didn't get invited to the combine, but at his pro day, if you look at his numbers from the pro day, disgusting. He could be one of the guys, he could be the next TJ Edwards. He could be the next, you know, pick a pick your favorite undrafted free agent that really made a difference in the league. And that could be him. So I'm, I'm excited to see what ends up happening during training camp again, Hopefully we avoid the injury bug. I'm knocking on wood right now because that that's the only thing that I really see derailing us. Yeah, no, I agree. And uh, going back on McKee real quick, he was in the sixth round at 188. So yeah, uh, he was the, toward the end of the draft there. Um, but no, I, it, it's uh, it'll be interesting. I'm I'm excited uh, for it. Um, you know the, the the this is a fun time for sports because baseball is really now ramping up into you know your you know, postseason run here, uh, what teams are going to make the moves, uh, buyers or sellers. And uh, then you've got NFL starting up and then, and, and, yeah, then the uh, off to the races. Yeah. So, all right. Well, any uh, parting words? Oh, yeah. Um, one thing we forgot to talk about, too, is we're uh, looking at potentially starting our own uh, sports, Philly sports website because of all the damn clickbait articles that we're reading and the stupid ass articles that we're reading and it's just kind of pissing us off and 
you know, all the, the shit like the, like you were telling me with Taiwan Walker, where they basically made up a story about him not going to the all-star game so that he could take a vacation with his family. And, uh, and he, and he called out the, the outlet that put that out there rightfully so. And, uh, so we're, we're kind of kicking that around, but, um, yeah, we'll, we'll, uh, you know, we'll, you know, probably throw some articles out there. It'll be, uh, we'll try to do, do it as like a, a sister to this podcast, you know, have a site that's of the same name or similar anyway. And, uh, you know, just, uh, you know, Philly sports, you know, related and, uh, you know, maybe throw some other sports items here and there, but that's, kind of, yeah, exactly. That's the, you, gotta, you know, we gotta have a focus, right? But yeah. no, that, that's kind of, the, that's kind of the crux of it all is like, yeah, every time I turn around, it's like, just, Oh man, like it's it's. I love reading like conjectures and rumors and stuff. You know, even if they don't really have any, uh, you know, any real, you know, weight veracity to, to them. But exactly, it think exactly. Um, but if you're just gonna flat out make up stuff and whatever, then you know that's not cool. Or you know, at least you know, at least put some thought behind it. Right. And uh, kind of think of the people that you're writing about too. That's that's kind of that's kind of messed yeah. up. Um, but uh, no, no, I think it'll be fun. We'll, uh, we'll we'll get that together here in the coming coming days, weeks, whatever it takes us. Uh, we're just kind of just now, you know, getting that ideas brainstorming, if you will. So, um, but anyhow, um, yeah, I think that wraps us up. You got any uh, closing words? Uh, I think I can think of a couple. Fuck Dallas. <laughs>